0: Welcome to Sattva Himalayan Wisdom. Continuing with the inquiry sessions, this episode, Bashram joins to raise the question to Anandji on cultivating community. Thank you, Anandji, for taking the time to speak with me. Uh, I'd like to talk with you a little bit about community and about uh, how we cultivate community, especially at a time when it really seems to be There's a lot of upheaval, it seems, within communities these days. Would you share a little bit about how we cultivate community?
1: I think... Community is a concept. And uh, we shouldn't bother too much about concepts. Uh, What you can be certain of, is your own existence, that you exist, that is certain for you. And uh, in that certainty of your own existence, there is an inherent ability to connect with the seemingly other. So, there has to be a communion within the self. So on the level of the individual, only the individual exists, there is no other, there is no community, no world, no nation, no universe. On the level of the individual, only you exist. And that is the most important thing for us to realize, you see. Because therein lies the key for everything. In all relations, the common denominator is you is the self. And so on the individual level, there is just the self. And so when the self is aware of that, when we really realize that, and we then start to culture our hearts and culture our mind, when we tend our heart in the direction of love and gratefulness and generosity and uh, compassion, And we really dedicate our life to that inwardly. When we can truly be honest with ourselves within the context of our experience, when we can really watch what are we experiencing. For what we are experiencing is a direct reflection of our own state of consciousness. And whatever is our state of consciousness, that is what we are projecting into the world. So it's, you know, from what prism you are experiencing the whole, From that same prism, you are radiating into the whole, right? So you are projecting what you are experiencing, ultimately. They are all expressions of your consciousness. But the experience precedes projection. At any moment, you are experiencing more than you are projecting. There can be certain moments in life where we are projecting more into the field than we are experiencing. But there is more of that that we receive. And we can really begin to witness that. What am I experiencing? And when we can really culture our hearts and our minds in the direction of lovingness, in the direction of gratefulness, in the direction of generosity, in the direction of compassion. And we can really begin to take care of that, of our experience with radically being clear that, What I experience is a direct reflection of my own state of consciousness. And for what I experience is also what I project and radiate into the field. So now, once I can become aware of that, then I can begin to radiate love into the field. Then we can begin to develop authentic connection with another individual, for the connection is between to seeming others. And the connection facilitates the dissolving of the illusion of the other, right? That's why connecting with other human being is such a powerful experience for us. And we all long, human beings long for that. Because in that authentic connection, there is a dissolving of the illusion of the other. You feel a greater sense of self, the self increases. And when two people can connect in that authentic manner, and then, then two can become three, can become four. So the collective is just an idea that emerges when it's an emergent phenomena. It emerges from authentic connections that develop between people. And authentic connections. Can only develop between people or amongst people when there is an authentic state of inner connection within the individual. So at the level of the individual, there is only the individual. And when the individual realizes that and starts to really cultivate and culture their selves, then we can have greater communities, we can have greater collective. For the Conflict that, as you said, the conflict that we see in the world is a reflection of the conflict that is between within human hearts, within human minds. The individual is in a state of hatred. He or she projects that hatred into the field. Then gathers more people around that. Organizes their life around hatred. And that ripples into community, nations, the world. So the world is a direct reflection of who we are. The world is us. And that is why, when we speak about community, when we speak about connection, when we speak about relation, we must first start just with the individual. For the individual, you are certain of that. And that's where you can really do the work. You can't do the work at the level of the collective, at the level of the community, because that's just a concept. Where is it? Individual exists. And what you call community is like a company. A company is a concept, right? You say, take any big company. It's it's just an entity which exists only at the level of human thought. What you go inside the company is people. People, individuals, they exist. So, if somebody asks how to create a culture at the company, company is a concept. What exists is people. And within people, what exists is the individual. So, for mature people, I think that's where we have to start. We have to really culture and then we really radiate that and really build and spend, you know, give energy to building authentic connections, cultivating deep connections that have longevity that have staying power, that can withstand the storms that life generates, which that can withstand the forces of nature, and can grow where both individuals or the collection of individuals are truly committed to their own growth. And then the individual is growing, and through that the collective is growing, otherwise the individual is in conflict, the individual is in a state of inner turmoil, the individual is in a state of inner angst, unresolved within himself or herself, unresolved psyche, unresolved knots of his own or her samskara. Then he or she projects that into the world and blames the world for it, blames the collective for it, right? Blames the other for it. That's the way of the ego. And as I said in today's day, people are not authentic. Well, you know, there is this story I was reading. It's a beautiful story. There was an old man sitting outside a village. And he saw a bullock cart coming. And the bullock cart was a family of people. And they saw the old, old man, and they asked the old man, how are How is this village? How are the people in this village? And the old man looked. I said, first tell me where you are coming from. And the man replied, well, I left my earlier village. I had to leave it because these people were some of the worst people. You cannot believe what kind of people they were. You know, me and my family who are such good people. We were tormented by these people. And so we are just leaving in search for some new village which will take us in, some good people. The old man looked and he said, so is this a good village? The man asked and the old man replied, no, my friend, this village is worse than the village you have left. You have no idea. I wish I could leave, but I am old, so I'm just waiting for death. That why do you think I'm sitting outside of this village? I don't even want to be inside. It is such a terrible place. You will be better off somewhere else. And the man said, well, thank you. It's not so easy to find good people these days. And he went on in his bullock cart. Few minutes later, Another family showed up in a bullock cart. And they looked at the old man and they bowed. And they said, hey, Baba, is, how is the village? Is there a place, you think, for us? And the old man asked, where are you coming from? He said, oh, we are coming from a village. We had to leave it because of some circumstances. And the old man asked, how was that village? How was... And the man replied, it was beautiful. The people were kind and great. Of course, there were some people who, with whom I did not get along, we did not get along, but people are people. And there was a so, lot more of goodness in that village, a lot more of light. But for such a work, I couldn't have enough work there, so I'm in such a work in a new village. Maybe I can find some more work. How is this village? Baba, he asked. How are the people here? And the old man looked and he said, you will love them. This is the most amazing place. These people are so kind. They will welcome you. You will have ample work here. Why do you think I'm sitting out here? I'm just sitting so that I can help people like you and welcome them. Why do you think I have grown so old and I could never left? Because the people are so great, so wonderful. And you welcome them inside that village, right? So the community is you, <laughs> however you are. <laughs> if you are in conflict, your family is in conflict, your relations are in conflict, your nation is in conflict. You know. So we have to ask ourselves, what is my contribution? What am I? For I am the world. I am the community. I am the family. I am the receiver, and I am the projector. And it requires phenomenal maturity, I think. It it requires phenomenal level of maturity, which, interestingly enough, even though it is such a valuable thing, a lot of people don't have. (laughs) It's a lot of immaturity, (laughs) a lot of immaturity in the world. No matter how old. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No matter how old, maturity is not a consequence of biology. <laughs> it's not a biological age. If that could just mature people on that level of their deep understanding and wisdom, uh, and then we would be in a phenomenal reality. <laughs> uh, good. So I like that. That story really reveals a lot, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. All conflict in the world is called, is an re- expression and reflection of conflict within the hearts of, and minds of the individuals who come together and create this thing called community, nations, world. People get in conflict even in the name of love and God and all of that. Wisdom is required. So,
0: I've been together thirty years. I know about friction and a relationship.
1: <laughs> but so the level of healthy friction is always there. I think friction is a uh, is a part of lovingness. Yes. Right? If any if you look at in nature, that's part of nature. You look at you know even small puppies and who are you know and you look how they play they play and there is a roughness in their play yeah. and they bite each other and uh, so there is it's, it's just part of nature there is a certain level of friction creative friction which is always there in any relating and the presence of fri- friction certain level of friction which might appear every now and then shouldn't be looked upon as some problem or who's at fault but rather you know an opportunity to come to a shared understanding which is higher which is uh, which uh, helps us grow because you know we relations are a phenomenal ground for us to practice dharma
0: I think that's been the keys for us is continuing to evolve, right? Continuing on our evolutionary path. Without that, there's no way. Exactly. You, you know, we'd still be on together because uh, we came together in Satwa and really have have awakened our consciousness in that sense to be able to see. You
1: know. Yeah, I think, and that's when the togetherness becomes. Something deeper than it is not something which is found in novels, right? It is not that is found in movies, it is something far richer than that. And in that love, in that level of connection, where there is a shared commitment to personal evolution and growth and being our best version. In that, the love flourishes, and uh, there is no suffocation. And there is spaciousness in that love. And there's a natural flow of trust, and natural flow of responsibility. Trust cannot come without responsibility, personal responsibility, all right? So uh, yeah, I think for relations to, to continue to be relevant, there has to be evolution in all parties involved. If there is parties involved are not growing and not evolving, then they fizzle out, or they become stagnant, or the relations become a source of misery in a lot of people's life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, so in a lot of people's lives, the problem is other people. <laughs> If we don't really recommend that you know I I was teaching the other morning and one of this in the journeys and I was saying how what if if we could radically entertain this this possibility in our heart that we could have a life where we have no issues with anyone right like you have no issues with anyone at all that's a phenomenal possibility that you have Just no issues, no grudges, no no issues with anyone at all. Because that is such an incredible gift to your heart. A heart which has no issues with anyone. No complaints, no grudges, no angst. That that heart is uh, radiant. That heart is so open receive love and to thrive right because a lot of a lot of people live through a lot of their lives just culturing and holding on to stories and angst and issues with people and you know a lot of time you can sit with people and they can talk about all their issues with other people <laughs> it's a it's not a Great Verified
0: monk. by my own experience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fortunately, no longer. <laughs> yeah, it's such a waste of time. Yes. Right, such yeah. a waste of time. I mean, time is precious. You know, We must really value it. I mean, even though on the level of Atman we have eternity, but on the level of this incarnation, we really don't have any time at all. It's really, when you look at it, the... The scheme of the universe and what scale you are, this place being played at, you know? This particular incarnation is shorter than the ad you skip. (laughs) The ad you didn't watch, this is shorter than that. I only have about (laughs) another 60 years, (laughs) so. (laughs) <laughs> that's the thing with time right when you speak of it from this end it seems ah seems so long right when you said oh pandemic 2020 2021 2021 one more year and now you're at the other end and it's like where is that time where is 2020 where is 2021 where where is that time just It's so impermanent. It just so flows so quickly, you know, like grains of sand. And it's uh, with every breath, it just dissolves. Every exhalation dissolves into into the great unknown. Mm -hmm. And the only place you can locate this time that has passed, and the time that you anticipate to come, is only within your own mind, within your own consciousness. That's the only place past lives is within you. That's the only place you locate your past uh, inside yourself. Otherwise, where is it? So if it is stored within you, then obviously it is you. You have the power (laughs) of how it stays. Uh, So I think it's a great... It really is, I mean, to to waste your life with having, cultivating, you know, issues in your heart around other people, such a waste of time. Most precious thing is time.
0: But if you're conditioned that way for so long, you know, it's based on, again, verified by my experience until, I awoke enough to realize that some of the things that I was doing weren't in my best interest, weren't in my own evolution, and really had that reawakening of my consciousness to really allow me to see. Wow, you know, yeah. there's a much better <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that you're your deep longing to awaken from free yourself from the prison that you have created for yourself is the greatest act of self-love. The greatest act of love that you can do is to really realize that you have a responsibility to wake up and to be the best version of yourself, to be To tap into your higher self, to connect to spirit, to align in that deepest way in the very intimacy of yourself, in the sanctity of your heart, in the, you know, to really awaken that lotus, you know, within you. That is the greatest act of love. For only that renders loving, true love possible. Only an individual who's really awakening to that level within themselves can truly be loving in a true sense of the word where that love is liberating but not a love that is a precursor to war. Mm. So it's and where there is no self-love there is no love at all. For all love is directed towards self and so is all hatred. So this waking up is a revolution of lovingness within you I think that I mean uh, on a potential level it is available to everybody
0: I definitely see the Divine Mother's grace in my reawakening at least you know to the point and then delivering me here at Satwa on my Saturn return sathe Sate, beginning of Saturn dasha shani dasha (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> no coincidences right so but so the, you know the key obviously then is, is is also having a teacher to be able to share right these this amazing wisdom these technologies these that can then continue to help the lotus bloom
1: absolutely I think you know we talk, speak about the triangle of grace, the grace of Divine Mother, grace of existence, grace of spirit, grace of being, grace that is and it is always. That grace is always available and the art is, the great skill is, are we available to it? And then there is the grace of the teachings of the teacher, of the ancestors, of our elders, of our mentors, of the guru. And then there is our own grace. As long as we are not willing to bless ourselves with our own grace, then there is no grace to be experienced. For even the grace of God, grace of Mother Divine is only available when we are available to it. So without our own grace gracing ourselves, the triangle of grace remains incomplete and there is no grace to be found. And we can keep running and seeing there is no grace and no love in my life. One can keep looking for God in all kinds of structures and come back back empty handed. But when one really comes to this deep realization, starts to do the work, right? Instead of just hoping for it. takes responsibility instead of just projecting and just yelling, you know, making noise, throwing tantrums. But one when, when rather wakes up to the the sanctity of this life and then starts to do the work. There is you know inner work which is important. The spiritual action I think is one of the most important actions we can take. When we start to do that on an inner plane, that is our grace when we are willing to grace ourselves. And when you do that consistently, you start to find that the grace of teachers, of, of mentors, of elders, of ancestors is available. People are there to guide you. People are there to truly help you. People, there are so many. There is more kind people. There's so many just phenomenally kind generous, amazing people in this world. And if we, are, we step into that fully, we will find that more and more. And then you begin to realize that in your life, that the only thing that has ever been happening is grace. Your whole life has been an unfoldment of love, and you can feel the presence of the Mother in every in every expression. You can feel the presence in every aspect of life. In, in the laughter and also in the tear is the grace always and then your, your life is being carved through spirit you're not pushing against life but rather you're floating in life and it is happening through you you know and then life becomes a great unfolding of love and loving people have more love in their lives <laughs> That is, and people who hate and organize their lives around hatred and angst, and they have more of that. You know, whatever you give out, you shall receive. That is the law. And only no, you know what you're receiving. Nobody else knows. This is not somebody's opinion. Oh okay. no no no! Only you know what you're receiving. You, it's very very clear to you what you're receiving. <laughs> you cannot lie, you, you, you know what you're expe- receiving, you know what you're experiencing. It's a clear, the clear, verifiable thing. It's as, there is nothing clearer than that, you know what you're receiving. And so, and that receiving is not somebody else's opinion, but only you know, nobody else knows. You know what you're experiencing, you know what you're seeing and what's happening within you. And so you can see that, that what you give out you shall receive. It's a consistent law, consistent law of nature. And it is important to know that only you know what you receive, <laughs> nobody else does. <laughs> so it's not a popularity contest. You can't post about it easily, you can't click a picture of it, you know. But you know. And when you are secure in that knowing, uh, it's truly. Liberating. <laughs> Satchita. Yes, Satchit Ananda. Mm. I think the practice, the integrated practice for sincere, mature people of our tradition is a marvelous gift which addresses every aspect of being, and if we truly are sincere about it, then we see the great unfolding of our own awakening, of our own evolution, and it impacts every aspect of our life. You know? It truly works for those who do the work. Right? But, uh, and that is why these teachings have survived they continues, continue to be so relevant in today's day and time uh, without anyone pushing and you know, even like your own journey here was out of your own volition. Something ignited and synchronous events led you, you know. When you are in alignment, more and more synchronicity fills your life, you know. Instead sort of randomness, there is greater harmony. And the the greater the alignment, the more the synchronicity. Then less thinking is required, less analysis and less figuring out is required, because then you are living from that place of surrendered alignment. And you know, the creative intelligence of existence does the thinking for you. <laughs> it's much much more charming that way, wonderful. So, be loving, continue to evolve and grow and, you know, build really, I think we should build solid, deep connections in the analog reality. Or, this is where real life happens. Digital is secondary. This is primary. We should build, work on ourselves, and really culture our hearts and tend our hearts in the direction of love, organize our life around that, and generosity, and compassion, and gratefulness, and loving kindness. Really bring that and build strong connections in our life. And that ripples out and generates greater collective. There is no other way. There is no other way. The whole idea of changing the world and the collective is just an idea. The real is the individual. And uh, what is here and now in front of you, you work with that. And then rest falls into place, you see. Good. Thank you. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Hari Om Tatsa. You've been listening to Sattva Himalayan Wisdom. Remember to subscribe, like or share. For more knowledge and wisdom, visit our websites at sattvayogaracademy.com or sattvaconnect.com